David, you've driven away all your friends. Not all, Uncle. Not all. I'm so happy. Happy? She loves me. Vera loves me. Have you lost your wits? I don't wonder you're amazed. It is as if an angel should stoop down. This is true. This is not some stupid Purim joke. True and sacred as the sunrise. But you are a Jew. Yes, and just think. She was bred up to despise Jews. You cannot marry her. Uncle. Then your hankering after the synagogue was serious after all. It's not so much the synagogue. It's the call of our blood through immemorial generations. You say that. You who have come to the heart of the crucible, where the roaring fires of God are fusing our race with all the others. Not our race, not yours and mine. What immunity has our race? The pride and the prejudice, the, the dreams and the sacrifices, the traditions and the superstitions, the fasts and the feasts, things noble and things sordid, they must all into the crucible. The Jew has been tried in a thousand fires. Fires uh, of hate, not fires of love. That is what melts. So I see. Your sneer is false. And the love that melted me was not Vera's. It was the love America showed me the day she gathered me to her breast. Many countries have gathered us. Holland took us in when we were driven from Spain. But we did not become Dutchmen. Turkey took us when Germany oppressed us. But we have not become Turks. And these countries were in the making. We're not in the making. We must look forward. We must look backwards, too. To what? To Kishinev? To that butcher's face directing the slaughter? Hush. Calm yourself, yes, David. Yes, yes, I will calm myself. But how else shall I calm myself save by forgetting all that nightmare of religions and races? The past I cannot help. Take away the hope that I can help the future and you make me mad. You are mad already. Your dreams are mad. The Jew is hated here as everywhere. You are false to your race. I keep faith with America. I have faith America will keep faith with us. Flag of our republic, guardian of our oh. homes, whose, whose stars and stripes... Spare me that rigmarole. Go out and marry your Gentile and be happy. You turn me out? Would you stay and break my mother's heart? You know she would mourn with you. She would mourn for you with the rending of garments and the seven days sitting on the floor. Go. You have cast off the God of our fathers. And the God of our children. But does he demand no service? You're right. I do need a wider world. I must go away. Go then. I'll hide the truth. She must never suspect it. Lest she mourn you as dead. Peter Marinka, I really appreciate you talking to me today. That was a wonderful extract. And most people are probably aware of the term melting pot, I mean, metaphorically speaking. Some people probably remember the blooming song from back in the 60s, what we need is a great big melting pot, big enough to take the world and all it's got. But how many do you think, Peter, actually know that Israel Zangwill invented the term right back at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. Yes, yes. And uh, in this play, the composer at the core of the play, David, 
who's just in his early 20s and is described as a, a Wunderkind, a wonder child out of the shtetl whose whole family has been massacred in the pogroms, comes to all the possibilities of a new world, a melting pot where all the, all the races and all the religions are melted together and he, he has this prophetic vision that it's God's fires has chosen the time and there's going to be this wonderful future when the religious differences are left behind, all those old things that have caused wars and so on. So before we talk about you and your role in the play, let's talk a bit more about the sort of background because Zangwill himself, these are his own beliefs coming out in his character, are they not? Yes, uh, he was married to a feminist, Edith Ayrton, and yes, he was early in the Zionist movement and then the territorial movement, which moved away from Israel as a homeland but to a, a new land, uh, Uganda, uh, as a possibility. Really feeling that the looking backwards, and it comes here, is not helping the Jews in the new world and, and it could give hope, hope to Jews to leave behind them. And this play contrasts Holy Russia, which at that time was a really isolated part of the world. I really didn't enjoy much of European enlightenment in, in thinking. And the anti-Semitism, which resides in the words of the Bible, became rife, I think it was, with the occupation of the sort of lands of the Ukraine and so on. Th this play was given to me in a hurry. Uh, Finber asked me, if I would do it. So I, it was a, I think it was a Thursday, and I took it up on Friday, and I, I knew of Zangwill, but I, I hadn't read the play. And I'm a melting pot child. Yes, well, tell me all about that. Well, uh, my grandparents came from Poland via, uh, from Warsaw. Uh, my grandmother was from Lublin, via, first of all, Berlin, then to Paris, where he abandoned his plans to be a an artist and became a tailor, his uh, children born. My father was born in Paris and then they came uh, to the east end of London where he, he grew up and um, became a doctor. Met my mother in an operating theater and she was a Catholic from the west of Ireland. So uh, there's the beginning of the melting pot. Mm. And of course the families found it hard to adjust to, and uh, this is my speculation, that he was offered a job as a flying doctor in Canada, in the prairies, where, I mean, a surgeon, a general surgeon, which he was, would be very useful as a flying doctor. And uh, then World War II happened. He wanted to join the British forces, couldn't, joined the Canadian forces, and went to work in a, an army hospital Throughout the war, I was born, my sister was born. And only gradually were introduced to the fact of the mixed marriage and the two religions um, and had a sort of humanistic view. But I mean, I went, I went to Bible classes and so on and, and learned very little about the Jewish background until I came in 46, just after the war, to be with my grandparents. Um, who, although my grandfather was a free thinker, um, they both were reformed Jews and took me to synagogue 
and um, I heard the expressions and was patted on the head as Mashuga, which comes into the play. Um, and then back I went, and then came again at 14, and something drew me back when I was uh, 18. I came to London on my own, and I fell among, not thieves, but <laughs> actors, and became a, <laughs> I became an actor. You're a rogue or vagabond then. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right, and which really suited the, the mixed background that I have, mm -hmm. and the appeal of this play is absolutely an enormous, that we could actually get beyond the divisions. Now we're talking about gender, but uh, yes, which is tremendously important. And um, I mean, in, in this play, the importance of patriarchy is still there very, very strong. Um, one wonders what kind of a play Israel would have written in the 21st century. I, it's interesting you say that because there he is, he's actually, he's been named Israel, and then you're telling me he may see some purpose for a homeland with the Jews, but maybe in Uganda. Not Israel, which is interesting because that is looking back. So I wonder what, what Israel Zangwill would have made of the mess in the Middle East, the current mess, and the, the whole Palestinian um, Israeli thing, which so much of which is to do with looking back to the Bible. He anticipated it. Um, because he learned gradually. He quoted, I think it was Lord Shaftesbury, who said, an empty, an empty oh, yes, land. Yes, a land without, a land without people for people without land. For people yeah. without mm -hmm. a land, that's mm -hmm. right. Um, and he believed, uh, as, as I think Shaftesbury had said, that there were just a, uh, a few fedaheen scattered mm -hmm. there, but th there was no... There was no culture or anything that had, had formed, and therefore it was empty, but it was far from empty. Mm. Um, and when, as he discovered his mistake, um, he, st he started to turn away from um, that Zionist force. Uh, he was a, a friend of Herzl and, and, and then started to look to where in the world would the Jews find sanctuary. But he himself, was he actually in America when this premiered? He must have been, because there's this marvellous story, isn't there, about the president saying, well done, that man, Roosevelt, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, the first one, Theodore, yeah, saying, well, well done, Mr. Zangwill, and this is exactly what America's all about. So I'm, I hope he was in the audience to hear that. Well, our director, Max, told me that he had met Theodore Roosevelt previously, and it was their conversations that uh, made uh, Roosevelt aware of what was going on in Russia. Um, and, and at the time, we, uh, Roosevelt was opening the doors to refugees. They were flooding in, so that, that then everything crystallized into this place. So it must have been an amazing evening for the president yes. and for Zangwill. And the, well, yeah. then you know, there we touched on another modern parallel with refugees being driven out and not always welcomed in. Yes. And, and so it is said to be why we Jews tend to be on the side of refugees and want to welcome them because we were refugees ourselves and we know. But that would apply to America and the UK, obviously. Yes, I, I mean, I always feel as a Jew, and um, I'm, I'm told I shouldn't call myself a Jew because my mother isn't oh, Jewish, and I say no. I say no. I am a you Jew, are. and I'm an Irishman because, because I can't call myself a Canadian because I don't come from the soil. I don't no. have a past in Canada at all. Um, but yes, as, as a Jew, I sympathize with all oppressed minorities, 
um, and I'm ashamed of some of the, the, the Jewish collusion with, with apartheid in, in South Africa. I mean, we can be as bad as any other race, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but also the experience of the Holocaust, and I certainly was aware of it. My father uh, made me aware quite early on, yeah. and um, of course I made sure my children are well aware of this, um, that it should never happen again. Yes. Yeah. Back to the play. So we've got the hero. David Keanu, and yeah. uh, they're descended from Hidalgo uh, Jews from Spain who went to Poland, yes. OK, well, that's good, too. I mean, there's another bit of melting pot. You must have thought this one through. I want them to be Sephardi and Ashkenazi, he's thinking, isn't he? I think that's perhaps mm. true. Mm. And uh, I think the Zangwills had uh, noble antecedents as mm. well. Yes. Yeah, so so mm. it's probably a bit autobiographical. Oh, I'm sh I think there's an awful lot mm. of him yeah. in the play, yes. And, and I love the idea that, he, you know, so there's this musical family, and, and and he's written this thing called The Crucible. We were saying just before before we started recording that um, Arthur Miller uh, would have been in trouble if he called the play The Crucible, but you're telling me that you think well, Arthur think Miller got the idea. Well, I think that's where he found the title, mm. Because, mm. because the play is about another origin of America mm. and how the ills of mm. Europe uh, are, are carried carried over into mm. Salem and, and uh, religious persecution when mm. that was one of the ideals of, of America, that that shouldn't be the case. Yes, so the crucible would have been, he would have considered a very apt mm. title, yes. Mm. So here is this, obviously a very brilliant man, Israel Zangwill, writing this mm. play with sort of an alter ego in it. And he does this interesting thing in the plot, doesn't he? It truly is a melting pot, because he does fall in love with a non-Jewish girl. So. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the question of, of love between mm. uh, the, the, the one, the black and white, uh, mm. between Jew and Christian, yes, and, and the, the feelings of, of both sides uh, to this question. Uh, there's the in-between. I think he says that he, his mother came to America looking backward, and David comes looking forward, but, uh, but Mendel, his uncle, is in the here and now, but which is hard graft. Well, that's interesting uh, yes. too, isn't mm. it? So you're Mendel, you're the uncle, you've taken in this boy. Yes, I brought my mother over first. So Mendel's managed to save his own mother, and is David the only person left from his family then? Yes. His immediate family? Yes, uh, mm. uh, that's, yes that's, that's right. And so they've all been massacred back in the, in yes, the old country. Yes, a terrible, mm. terrible pogrom in Kishinev. Mm. And uh, in the play, as Zangwill I play Mendel, and as Zangwill I play um, Vera's father, who is uh, the Baron Revendal. Oh, right, so he's got... Oh, oh. Yeah. As oh, you come Israel on as Zangwill. Zangwill. Oh, you are yes, playing Zangwill. To, to introduce the play. Oh. Yes. And then you go into it, but with two roles. Yes, yes. And so you really are the melting pot, because they yeah. are, are they not? What The one is the arch-Christian in this case, and the That's one is the arch, that, I suppose we'd have to call him the arch-Jew. <laughs> yes, well, no, Mendel is at Halfway House. Mm. I think there's a wonderful description that Mother has of of the Shabbos candle, and uh, David neither both lights it and blows it out when he shouldn't. <laughs> All right, so he gets it right and then he gets yes, it wrong. Yes, <laughs> and his, his uncle just blows it out when he shouldn't, mm. and mother does, does it the right way, mm. and uh, he honors his mother. 
Mm. Now, we probably shouldn't give away exactly who the the father of the girl turns out to be. I think we'll leave that, shall we? Yes, we we must, Mm. yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's it's problematical, to say the least. Mm. Yes, Mm. it's difficult, very difficult. And and so it would look as if everything could only end in a car crash, if if they had cars in those days, just about to. But that's not really what Oswald Zangwill's about, is he? He seems to be a very hopeful writer. Yes, 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 he is. And he does show these as not cardboard figures, uh, not stereotypes by any means. Yes, you do see their human, uh, other, their other side, yes. So they're not just emblematic, obviously. That's right, yes, yes. So, I mean, of course, we heard this extract. That was a brilliant extract to have because it shows there is a lot of Yiddishkeit in it. It's very Jewish, the play, and we also see that tension between the generations and something that you were talking about a minute mm. ago, I suppose, as well. They're looking back, they're looking forward. And, yes, yeah, conflict, I suppose. Well, it, it, I, in our rehearsals, I said, it, it's, it's amazing that I'm doing this play because my father told me, um, uh, when he, he lived in Stepney and he was great friends with the rabbi and the rabbi's son and uh, was thinking of becoming a rabbi himself because uh, he was a very, very studious boy. And um, uh, the rabbi's son fell in love with a Gentile and was disowned totally by the rabbi. And, and uh, Dad was so horrified that he dropped all the ideas of uh, a life as a, as a rabbi. And uh, it, it altered his religious outlook. But I, I mean the... The values of, of Judaism were in the family. And the, I think through my mother, who was a, a lovely woman, and two sisters were nuns, had the most uh, uh, also emancipated ideas. So I'm, a, I'm very lucky to have, have that background. You really are. I mean, never mind the play. You are anyway, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. Not, so you've got it all. Two nuns as well. Not even one nun. Two nuns. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure. I've been swimming with not sharks. I've been swimming with nuns. I toured to um, Australia and was met my t- by my two aunties who hadn't seen me since I was five years old. They were still had their Irish brogues as much as ever. And I w- there was a line of nuns lined up to kiss me <laughs> as I went into the um, sort of re- Catholic retreat that, the, that they ran. And they all went swimming in the morning and I went swimming with them. It was a very amazing, bizarre, surreal. I, I don't think I'll ask you what nuns wear in the water, but the picture I've got is Swimming quite costumes. strange. Yes, I was going to say, otherwise, it's like you and a lot of dolphins. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 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 Orcas, yeah. That's about yes. the right colouring, wouldn't it? But, well, this is absolutely fascinating. I just wanted to go back to Zangwill. Yes. Um, he was obviously incredibly clever and very well connected. I mean, but he made the connections himself because mm. he was that, I mean, his early years were interesting, that he went to the Jewish Free School, yes. and then he even taught there, and apparently there's a house, their boarding house named after him, in the oh, original I one. must go so and pay a visit. You yes. really must, yes. yes. I must so, do. so he's obviously very brilliant, but not very brilliant um, and, and reclusive, very brilliant and outgoing. So, you know, he yes. must have been a fascinating character to meet, I think. Yes, and, and I mean, to travel to America and... Uh, eventually meet and get on with an American president, says a great deal about his worldview, his outlook. 
And there's a, such a big body of work, isn't there? Yes, mm. yes. Well, now I need to catch up mm. <laughs> on, on what's there. As I say, it's come at me so fast. Mm. I'm reeling. I'm <laughs> yeah. But uh, really looking forward to this, this play and, and sharing it with an audience. I think they'll be quite amazed. <laughs> what do you think they will take away from it then? What would you like them to take away from it? I would like them to take away the, the hope that those developing forces um, of ending division are not overwhelmed by the fear generation. I think it's we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, we have to fear fear very much at the moment because there's a lot of it about, um, a lot of nastiness about. The only other thing I was going to ask you is you have the most incredibly distinguished radio career. Have there been any Jewish roles or roles of Jewish interest in that? There must have been, I'm sure. Do you know, I can't, I can't individually remember many of the roles. Uh, yes, there was one. It was Arthur Miller's Focus, the novel he wrote about the man who orders a new pair of rims for his glasses and suddenly is taken for a Jew. And, and learns about American anti-Semitism. Oh. Yes. I've never even heard of it. It's not a play, it's a novel. Gosh. But it was adapted for radio. And did you play the man whose glasses... Martin Jenkins directed, yes. Mm. And uh, yes, I played the Arthur Miller character. His name was Mr. Newman, or Mr. Newman. Yes, right. which is perfect. Mm. Well, there's one to try and go and look out of the sound archives, isn't it? Radio 4 Extra, possibly, yes. Mm. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Judith. Very nice to meet you.